0: Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton here with Jeff Miller. Eric Jensen producing for us today. You can call the show at 855 855- 340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, stories. We're asking for your best piece of motivational advice you've ever heard or that you can think up to give us. We'd love to hear from you, 855-340-ZONE. Jeff, we teased it last hour. Let's start uh, the, the business loans, the pay, paycheck protection program, and the yeah. problems people are running into getting these things into their accounts. What's going on, man?
1: So... It's interesting. So the idea of it is for those who are not aware of what it is, is the small business loans were put out there as part of the CARES Act what the Congress, does, the $2 trillion CARES Act. What they did was they put $350 billion of loans out there for small businesses. And essentially the way the small business loan worked is you, it, you can apply through your bank and the SBA guarantees it. So the confusion on this is that everyone out there is like, oh my gosh, the SBA is already go- Paid out $350 billion. The SBA hasn't paid off one dollar. Not one dollar has left the government right now in this program. What it is is the banks fund the loans, and then at the end of an eight-week or two-month period, the the business can petition back to the bank to get forgiveness for the loan. And when the loan gets forgiven, then the government pays the bank back. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But they're they're not doing it.
1: So all the government's doing is basically they had $350 billion. They're just basically one by one approving loans that these banks send into them saying, we'll guarantee this loan. We'll guarantee this loan. We'll guarantee this loan. And what's happened is the $350 billion is gone now. And so what happened is by putting the onus on the bank to do the contracts, what the banks are doing now, which is a travesty, is they're only wanting to do business with those companies that they have a history with right right that they've done all their due diligence with they've done lo- It's like there are a lot of these big banks that went out there and said if you don't have a loan with us forget we won't it. touch you yeah which from the bank standpoint they're like we don't want to get left holding the bag on these mm-hmm. things if two years later or six months later the, the sba comes back and says you screwed this part of it up that person shouldn't have gotten it you're on the hook for this loan
0: this signature was in print not not cursive this right? is and now that's yours. What the banks yeah. are
1: worried about. And the SBA didn't make the guidelines easy enough on that standpoint for the banks to have confidence in it. But I mean we went I mean we the bank we've been with, I won't put I'm not gonna put it out on air because I'm not that's not who I am. But the bank we went through, we've had a relationship with for almost longer than I've been alive. Hmm. And they wouldn't get us done.
0: Why? That's why. You, you of all businesses they had and a we're problem a big with. Business. and we right. got
1: big I mean we've got tens of millions of dollars with loans with this bank right and they wouldn't let it, they wouldn't get it done so we ended up going through another bank and we have SBA approval which means that our uh-huh. loans were guaranteed we haven't gotten our loan paperwork yet or funded the loan but we our money's protected we believe but I mean there's one problem with it the other problem with it is is they put a pretty good caveat in this thing. To allow, even if you're a company that has over 500 employees, if an individual location, in terms of restaurants, has under 500 employees or hotels, each individual location can apply.
2: Hmm.
1: So think about that.
0: Hmm. Marriott. Every single Marriott Every can has, each apply. Each of
1: hotels has under 500 people. Each of their individual hotels technically can apply. Corporate-owned McDonald's stores. Yeah, right. Every, a corporate-owned McDonald's store could apply for this. There's a big article out there with Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris Steakhouse got, a, got $20 million in loans through this program. Hmm. But it'll be 100% forgivable. Hmm. I mean, it's just what they tried to do with it, they opened it up way too far that it's caused the small businesses that really, really need it to not be
0: able to access it. Uh, and Carranza and, and Munchen, uh, are, are, their their quote was, the vast mature, majority of these loans, 74% of them, were for under $150,000, demonstrating the accessibility of this program to even the smallest of small businesses. But that that is just gift wrapping. That's just to make this thing look like it's working better than it actually is. Okay,
1: and it's And it's a lie. Oh, is it? Because... If you're talking about the loan, say the loan's under $200,000, right? Mm -hmm. So $200,000 divided by two and a half. Let me do some some quick math on this thing, right? Okay. So so that's $80,000 in payroll a month it's talking about. So say your average employee makes, if it's a small restaurant, say three grand. Okay. So that's a restaurant with 26 people. That's a McDonald's. So at McDonald's, that could, they could say that loan was only for that, but that individual location got a loan for that. That doesn't mean that the company that owned that individual location was not monsters.
0: Right. Not a, they're not a it franchise says that conglomerate. That loan yeah. for
1: that specific location was under that.
0: And the idea of this was to hopefully help the mom and not the, the, problem with the mom conglomerate. Paw, a lot of the
1: friends I talk about, and media companies, and bars, and restaurants, and everything like that, is a lot of these companies didn't have loans. Hmm. They didn't run lines of credit. They didn't have these relationships with banks, and so they've been shut out. They got their put. They put their money in the day first day, just like they were supposed to, and they yeah. haven't got any answers. <laughs> I, mean, I will tell you, I talked to at least seven or eight banks trying to get mine done, and I've got connections.
0: Right, you've been in business a long time. Out
1: there for someone who doesn't,
0: like, like the, the small cafe on the corner. The, the, it's popular and it does business and it, and it's a good honest place. But it's not running like you said lines of credit and loans with these places. They're done. And now now as you said, they've spent, they've given out what they're saying is three hundred forty two billion of the three forty nine. But the rest of it has, if not already been sucked up, will be in the next hour or two. I'm certain of it.
1: Well, it's already gone. All has money's it? gone. Yeah. It went away Thursday. Oh, see. Yeah, they, it's our, it's, they've, they've stopped taking applications at this point. And the, I mean, the, and the hard part with it is it's it's more the lack of communication to these companies as well because these banks are so overwhelmed. I mean, you're talking about a small business association that's used to doing a certain amount of business. The, I think the number I saw is in the last two weeks, the Small Business Administration has approved 14 years' worth of loans. Uh, wow. Like, they're not equipped. They were never set up for it. They were never built for it. The way they had it set up, and so the communication has just been horrific. Because what's happened is, is now all these bank people are out there. Some of them are approved and have the money set aside and have no idea. They still think they don't know if they're going to get the money. I mean, right now I can say that I think I have an SBA approval number, but until the money's in the bank,
0: right? You can't act. Yeah, that's yeah,
1: you can't. You can't make your most. Of these companies they can't. Act on these idea of keeping all these employees or bringing all these employees back like they're supposed to until they know the money's in the bank and the guidance from the government's been so weak to these banks that they can't provide the guidance to the people. And so it's killing a lot of the benefit of this program. And by having to go on two, three, four weeks now, you're losing some people and people are getting fired and put on unemployment. It's just, it's not good.
0: Chuck Schumer. Uh, says that uh, the Democrats in the White House could soon agree on a new stimulus package, including more loans for small and medium-sized businesses. You think that will happen?
1: Yeah, and whether I mean, everyone's going to demonize each side of it. I mean, I won't get too political on this idea, but, but the idea is that they will agree on more money for this package. just a matter of how. I mean, the Republicans in the White House, they want it to be out there and say, okay, just add $250 billion to this program, mm-hmm. make it a one-page bill, and call it a day. And what other people are saying is, hey, why don't we fix some of the problems in this for the second round of money, and make sure these small businesses actually get it yeah. and it doesn't go to these hedge fund managers and law firms. And I mean, I mean, think about this from one standpoint. I mean, we're down 50%, so we have a need for the loan. But all you have to say is that your business was affected by this. So you could be down 5% and get a loan to cover all your payroll for the next two months.
0: And be, be within your rights to do so because of the language in the bill and the accessibility. But morally, that's where the debate comes in, ethical, the, the ethics totally. of this.
1: I mean, we look to the situation that, like, we're going to use it to help us and try to keep ourselves whole. And I don't know. Like, there's no caveat in this bill to say what happens if there's more money, you got more money back on the forgiveness than you needed.
0: Ah, right.
1: There's nothing in there for that. No. All it's basically saying is to an owner of that business, take the money and I, that's I, the problem. I have a problem with and and as someone who might benefit from that.
0: Right. Yeah, like, totally. I don't
1: I don't like that. I don't think that's right. It's not. I mean, what we'll do with it is we'll find a way to do right with it. Whether it's give to our employees, whether it's help all these charities that are struggling, I don't know, we'll figure out something. Yeah. But we're not going to make we're not going to make excess profit off of something like this because that's just plain wrong. But I guarantee you there are thousands and thousands of companies out there from this program
0: that will. Well, and the idea of throwing $250 billion more or whatever the, the number is at this and just ca- keeping it the same but throwing more money at it, all that does is just give more of these businesses another opportunity for another bite at the apple before the business that really needs it to stay open can even get a shot. Yeah. you got to totally. fix the idea that a business There's can't go so apply many- for this.
1: Yeah, and they need to fix how it works because what happened with a lot of companies too that I've heard of which has caused even more glut in the system is people were so paranoid, so worried about this. They applied for these loans to four or five different banks. Hmm. Basically just, Oh, well, whoever hits it first, she's going to get it. Right. Okay. That works great until 2 million other companies do the same thing. Jeez. Right.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: I mean, there should have been some sort of database where you apply and then the bank, you can only apply once, but if, I mean, it, was It's way too complicated and way too much money of a plan to try and put out there in two weeks.
0: What would have been wrong with getting a serial number and you, you put that serial number in as representing your business and once that serial number is recorded, you can't apply again? Uh, because
1: there's no standardized application system. Right. Yeah. Essentially, they basically said, you go to your bank, then the bank's got access to the SBA. And it, from what I've heard is once the bank went to the SBA, it was pretty much a checkbox. <laughs> Like they didn't check it like literally everything in there, it wasn't like, okay, the bank has to verify payroll, the bank has to verify all these issues are right. It's basically the bank, the customer that's on the customer.
0: Yeah.
2: The
1: customer puts in their money. If they've lied and they've defrauded the bank, the customer will go to jail someday, maybe.
0: Maybe. But that's not in there.
1: No, it's in there that it's if you defraud the program, it's a pretty serious crime. But with the level of this, it will take decades to figure out Years. if anyone actually did
0: anything. There, there's, there's too much going on. You'll get away with it for a long time before you get caught. If then even. And I
1: was funny because my, my dad comes saying he's like, well, what about this next? Like, like, eventually my dad, I had a good conversation with my dad about this the other day and he's like, well, eventually like they're going to look at this and sometime in the next month or two they're going to figure out the guidance and figure out what these companies are going to do with the money and figure out how people can take advantage of this, right? I'm like, I don't think
0: so. You hope so. I mean, I, I, I hope hate to they say would. it,
1: but, like, yeah. look who's managing it. Hmm. They don't care. They just want the money to go to the businesses.
0: They're buddies, They're, if we're frank. It should yeah. be.
1: My issue with the program is that it should have been set up in a way that absolutely required every one of these businesses that took one penny from this program to guarantee pay and guarantee employment of their people.
0: Because that was the idea. It, or should the, idea have been was the idea that, but it's yeah. set
1: up that you can fire Thirty percent of your staff, and still get seventy percent forgiveness.
0: <sighs> Make a profit that's off horrible. of this system. Yeah. It
1: should have been set up that if you fire more than twenty-five percent of your staff, you get zero forgiveness.
0: Oh, if I would you have fired that. Ten yeah.
1: percent of your staff, you get fifty percent. Yep. Like and that's how it should have been should, set up.
0: It Should have been incentivized to keep people employed. That was.
1: But instead of it being oh you get oh you're incentivized because you're only going to get eighty percent of your money back, but no, that's not going to keep people employed. People are gonna take advantage of the thing. Yep. You can lower people's pay by twenty five percent. Great. You're getting your entire payroll covered for two months. Like, Hmm. I get it if this goes on months and months and months, and the the people need the money, but it's ugly.
0: So what? What do we do? (laughs) What can we do? Just sit back and hope that those elected get get with the program and fix it somehow?
1: I mean, I think part of it's up to people who see it. I mean, I, I mean, I've had conversations. I've been in touch with some of our congressmen to give my good. input on the situation I mean, i've mean, i got the ear of i've been talking with ben mcadams about it good and trying to get him to under, just understand where it is from a business perspective yeah but the problem with most businessmen i don't know how to say most some businessmen aren't going to say anything because it's to their benefit
0: it's business yeah cold hearted well but it's disappointing I, I just
1: don't like the way i don't like the way it was set up for because this was out there to save the restaurants, to save the small retail shops, to save the businesses that run this country every day. And it got expanded well beyond that to the point where it's saving big, big corporations. And it's not saving them, it's just giving them
0: money. That's terrible. So there you go. That's the latest on the uh, the SBA PPP situation there. Uh, and, uh, man, it's got to uh, – because you know people, I know people who are losing – their businesses, they, they weren't making, they weren't rich. They owned their own business. They were living close to paycheck to paycheck, but they were making payroll. They were employing people who were then feeding their families, who were able to buy cars, who were able to buy houses, who were able to keep the economy going. And once that business goes away, then all those other things go away, and the rest of the country eventually hurts while the rich get richer with programs like this, where they can just completely flat out take advantage of it.
1: Is they've got 250 billion that have been approved, right?
0: For the additional?
1: So the, the 350 billion was your original pool, 349 billion was the original right. pool that they say they've run out of money, right? Okay. The number I've heard on that that's actually been funded to companies is around 10%.
0: That's it?
1: About 35 billion that's actually been funded. The other 300 something billion dollars is still the banks waiting to do contracts and send it out. Jeez.
0: And how long can these? How long can you hold on, waiting for that exactly. money? Like,
1: I mean, we're. That's why I'm talking about the idea that, like, I feel bad for the one-year-old, two-year-old company that doesn't have a backbone. The nonprofits of the world that don't have backbone, don't have savings, don't have any of that stuff. we I mean, we need this money to keep this thing going, just to keep our people employed. But we've got backbone. We've got savings that, we'll still make payroll for the next month if we get delayed on this for a month. Mm. A lot of places that just won't.
0: They can't, yeah.
1: They can't. They can't make payroll.
0: And then their employee doesn't get paid, and they don't spend money in the economy, and it tanks.
1: And they're cutting everything back. They're letting people go. They're cutting off vendors. Like We've tried our best throughout this, not only to not fire any employees, but I don't know if we've cut a vendor.
0: Really? Wow.
1: I don't know if we've cut one vendor. A lot of our vendors have stepped up for us. I mean, Cox Automotive, who owns Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book and our CRM and all these things that we use every day, they came out and cut our bill in half for May, for April and May. Wow. And they did it without us asking. They did it for everyone in the country.
0: That, that, that makes sense for them, too. Yeah. That, that so, yeah. so we're looking at
1: these companies are going to be loyal like that. Why would we drop them? Right. Like, And when things get hard, those vendors that you work with and you partner with every day, they're your partners.
0: You hope They're so. not just some yeah. guy you pay. Yep.
1: They're your partners and they've got employees and they've got people to pay. And it's our job to support them just like they support us. Hmm. So I don't, I get pretty passionate about this kind of stuff.
0: No, it's, I don't blame you.
1: I, I feel like a lot of companies in this thing and I, and I can never put myself in someone else's shoes and, but a lot of companies I feel jump the ball on this thing and, cut cut bait way before they should have
0: you you mentioned your vendor uh Cox Automotive cutting their your bill in half there are some uh, car insurance companies out there that are doing the same thing for their employees uh th- at this time uh, I don't I can't find the list of which it's a two or three uh insurance companies that are cutting their their bills for their customers and oh let's see Allstate announced personal auto insurance customers will receive a payment worth about 15% of their monthly premium in April and May through its Shelter-in-Place Payback Program. The insurer will automatically deposit the funds or credit the card used for the payment. American Family says that uh, their auto insurance premium relief payment plan, uh, which will provide customers with a one-time $50 payment for each vehicle that they have insured with them. Amica Mutual is on here. Auto Owners, Erie Insurance, Farmers, Germania, GEICO, They've all got these uh, programs in place to, to protect their customers in, in one way or another because they understand a lot of these customers are, A, not only not driving as much as they used to, but B, they may be out of work or they may be furloughed or they may not be made and they want to keep them as customers instead of having these people sell their cars and cancel their car insurance. It's, it's good business, isn't it? It's absolutely
1: good business. Because people aren't going to forget that kind of stuff when, you, if you stepped up for someone in the time of need, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you learn a lot about – I mean, I, we were talking about it from even our perspective, from an employee perspective, right? So if we, put out a, if we put out a program with all of our employees that we're going to guarantee their pay. So we're guaranteeing all of our employees pay at this point through May. And we're hoping to be able to extend it through June. But the worry is we have a bunch of people kind of like, well, people are going to stop working right? And it's like, they are, you're not, you can't look at it that pessimistically. Look at it like they're going to step up. If you go out and you do, most people are so prideful. I have so much pride in their own work and what they do that if you step up and you support someone like that, they're going to work harder.
0: Mm. Yep. Exactly. They're actually
1: going to work harder. They're going to, they don't care they don't want to make a guarantee. They want to earn what they made.
0: Yeah, there that, are yeah, few people sure. out
1: there that Just want to get something for free. And people can put other people out like that. They don't. People want to work for what they get.
0: Well, and those people that do do it for free, they get weeded out pretty quickly.
1: They do. And that's how I said it. It's like if you have people that are going to just sit around, not make any phone calls, and just sit at their desk for an eight hour shift because they know they're getting a free paycheck, you're going to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. And you're not going to, we're not going to fire them during this whole thing. But guess what? The next time a promotion comes up, they're not going to be first on the list.
0: Yep. Next time
1: an opportunity for something new comes up, they're not going to be the first one we talk about. It's going to be. Let's think back to what happened when we needed you. Yeah. What What did you do for us?
0: Well, I like that you say you're going to fire them because you would be well within your right to do so, but you still want to take care of them, even though they may not be as dedicated or as uh, hardworking as you need them to be now. You still want to take care of them as your employee.
1: Absolutely well, and you can't. There's a vast difference in your best employee from your worst employee, but they're all still they're all still doing something for you. Mm-hmm. They're all still there for you. So you, you can't treat everyone the same in that regard.
0: Uh, how about uh, this this story out of uh, from Q13 Fox? I think this is up in uh, Seattle. They've got a, a mechanic saying uh, letting your car sit idle during the stay-at-home orders could cause issues. Uh, the, when you let your car sit for a week or two weeks, it runs out of juice, says Hunter West, a mechanic when talking about the car battery, an automotive technician West at downtown automotive in Seattle. He says recently, the most common issue they have seen coming in are dead batteries. He says it's an issue that can affect any car. It doesn't matter new or old. You could have a 2018, 2019, they'll run out. You could have a 1960s. The same thing will happen. So, Jeff, what would you recommend if, you're, if people are sitting at home and they've been driving their car to work in the morning, home from work every night, five, six days a week, and now they're only taking it out once or twice a week. Is that enough?
1: Yeah. I mean, as long as you're taking it out once a week, you should be okay for a little drive. Like, what happens is, is that it's, it's like you talked about before. These cars are so complicated and there's so many things attached to that battery Right. that even when your car is off, something's running inside that car the car is never 100% off. The only way you can turn your car 100% off is to unplug the battery.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we're interested, yeah.
1: Well, you got to think about it. If you walk up to your car with your keyless remote and push the button, something on the other end has to be on to be able to accept that signal.
0: It's got to run it, yeah.
1: Right? So there's always something in the car on, and the more complicated cars get, the more there is in that car, there's going to be a drain on the battery. It's like leaving a light on in the car, right?
0: Exactly. Now but
1: there's different level loads. Eventually, even the smallest, teeniest little load is going to drain the battery.
0: Is this why I had a I had someone once tell me that before you turn your car off, make sure the AC and the radio and everything is off before you turn the car off. That's just a myth, right? That's not going to change anything, is it?
1: There's some weird parade going down my street. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, what? There's a parade? With, like,
1: bongo drums and, like, dressed-up dinosaurs and stuff. It's pretty hilarious.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why is this not a TV show? Why are we only a radio show?
1: Right? This would be a really fun thing to show everybody. Someone was dressed up in an inflatable dinosaur. So,
0: good. This is, we need more inflatable dinosaur parades. That's what I've always said. I don't
1: said. feel like they were properly socially distancing, either.
0: <laughs> well, they've got the suit on. That that provides some extra layers. That's
1: just as good as an N95 mask, (laughs) from
2: what I hear.
0: But what what so that is that a myth though? When people say, "Oh, you got to turn your radio off before you turn the car off," it'll drain your battery. I've never heard that one. Yeah, that's I I thought that. I've never heard
1: that one. It's a little more OCD than factual. So it's mostly Kiva stuff, remote start, things like that. Is the stuff that's on.
0: And it's a relatively easy fix. Most of the time you could probably charge that battery and not have to replace it if it's new enough, right?
2: Yeah,
1: totally. But most of the time, just if you're going to be there just once a week, just go on a quick little drive.
0: Now, if someone goes on a three-week vacation, should they have someone going over to their house and driving their car once a week?
1: yeah i mean i think two weeks is probably about as long as it just depends on the power of the battery the bigger the battery the better obviously right the newer the battery if you have a weak battery anyway it's going to make some effects but hmm. you probably want to get someone to turn a car over at least every two weeks
0: drive it around the block and back and then park it again hmm. all right so there got you got a
1: good uh, co- i got a good conversation for our fourth segment okay uh, let's i want to talk about the the deals that are out there talking about like all these strange deals that we haven't seen in a while coming back and whether they're a good idea for customers
0: i love it we'll talk about that and more coming up next here on utah car Sense. stay tuned have a car question ask the experts at 855 340 Zo. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Eric Jensen, take your phone calls for us at 855-340-ZONE if you want to get your piece of motivational advice in, like uh, we got here from Tom who said, Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends. Than that good men should look on and do nothing uh we've also got uh Rachel saying be a force for good and uh, we had someone send in uh to go about doing good in the world till there's too much go about doing good till there's too much good in the world from uh, Larry H Miller shared that all the time so get those in uh on on uh, the phone eight five five three four oh zone Jeff Miller uh, with us here. And Jeff, you teased before the break. This is something we want to talk about today. There's a lot of uh, enticing, tasty loans out there these days, but not so fast, my friend. You may uh, you may want to look twice before you go with these, huh?
1: Right. I mean, what it worries me because a lot of the stuff that comes out is all the stuff we warn people don't ever do. I mean, you're seeing these 84-month loans and long-term, I mean, I would just, I'd be worried about 82 month loans, even if it is 0%, because you're still burying yourself. So if you're going to go out and buy an 86, 84 month loan, understand the fact that even though you're not paying interest, you're still going to be upside down on loan. Then make sure if you're doing that, make sure you're making extra payments, make sure you're still not buying more car than you can afford. Like these are the things I really worry about when I see those kind of loans out there. Um, The other ones I worry about a lot are the ones that say that you don't have any payments for six months. So read your fine print on them because there's different variances of that, whether they're going to pay your payments for six months or whether you're not taking payments for six months.
0: It's two different things. Wow. Good point.
1: If you're not making payments for six months, that means you are not paying down the value of the vehicle. And a lot of times you're still paying interest. You're just not paying down yet. Right. So you could just destroy yourself in a car if you do that. So make sure you're not doing that. Just that makes sense.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And then it gets, then the other one, the other variants on this are the people that are out there saying, we'll make your payments, your gas and all your maintenance for six months. We'll pay your mortgage for the next four months. Like there are people out there literally saying, we'll pay your rent or mortgage for four months. Hmm. And, it's the same thing we've always talked about. It's the same thing you talk about someone who's going to pay you $4,000 above Blue Book value for your trade-in. They're making the money somewhere. They're not in the charity business just to give you four grand.
2: <laughs>
1: so you got to look at the angles of the deal and find out where they're making the money. Are they overcharging you on interest rate? Are they overcharging you for the car? Like there's lots of different way, parts to a car deal. You got to look at all the angles on it because it's, it's not that hard to hide in two or $3,000 into a car deal to make those payments for you.
0: And like and you said, eventually you're paying that money.
1: Yeah, you, you obviously are, right? I mean, so you just need to be careful on all these car deals that out there that seem too good to be true. Some of them are. The manufacturer ones out there, they're they're putting some money out there. There's nothing, generally not any kinks to those kind of deals. They're just generally... So, like a zero percent deal for 84 months probably cost the manufacturer a few thousand dollars hmm. so that's a few thousand dollars that they could have discounted the car but they chose to do it through zero percent
0: and what this also what this ultimately can lead to what you're talking about is you'll be upside down in the car you'll be making more payments than the car's value is worth at some point during the during that loan
1: right and totally and you need to understand the fact that you're seeing some of these deals Thing. a lot of these times, make sure you're clear with the store you're working with on the deal, right? Because there's some places like, I mean, for example, on a Subaru, we have, you can either do money or the interest rate, right? Right. So if you're buying a Subaru Ascent, for example, it is $2,000 in customer cash if you don't use our interest rates. Or it's anywhere from 500 to $1,250 if you do use the 0%. So it's usually an either or. It's pretty rare that you generally you get the money and the interest rate.
0: We talk about all the time, uh, a part of this, before this all happened, before the 0% interest would come along, we talk all the time about longer-term loans, like these 84-month loans. And your advice is always don't do it. But if you do do it, make sure you're paying more than the uh, monthly minimum, right? Yeah, so
1: it's a good example. So I'm, um, so if I were to buy a car tomorrow, right? So say I bought a new Crosstrek, right? And so good choice, man. Good choice. It has a one point nine interest rate to seventy two months. Okay. The sixty three month rate's the exact same. Hmm. So as me as a finance manager in the dealership, I would tell a customer. Do the 72 months. Your payment, if you did 60 months, maybe would have been $500. If you did the 72 months, your payment's 430 Right.
0: Right? Saving 70 bucks a month or whatever.
1: Right. Or whatever that number is. i was I'm just throwing sure. numbers out.
0: Right. This Don't but quote us on this pay
1: one. Pay $500 a month like it's a 60-month loan.
0: But so it's, a 72 month, like it's a 72-month, yeah. a
1: five-year loan with no penalties to pay early. And then, if you get into a trying time like right now, you have a lower payment. I see. Right? Right. But take the longer loan so you can get the lower payment, but make the payment like it was a shorter loan. Because if you're trying to make a payment on a car over six years, I don't care what car it is, you're on a slippery slope on when you're going to be up in, the, in the red, in the black again on that car.
0: Yeah. And what you don't want to find out with these specific – these 0% interest loans that are out there now is that no payments for six months, but then after those six months are up, like you were talking about, now you owe those six months. That's, you want to make sure you're not in a situation like that either.
1: Yeah, so it was Mitsubishi about a decade ago, maybe 15 years ago. They were on the edge, and they tried – they almost put them out of business because they did a zero payments for 12 months deal or zero payments for nine months. It was crazy. And what happened is people after nine months would come in and try and trade the car in. <laughs> they come into us with a nine month old car and say, I don't like this car anymore, I want to trade it in. And you're like, You bought on the Mitsubishi plan, right? So you haven't made any payments? So like, no. Well, you're eleven thousand dollars buried.
2: <laughs>
0: right, right. Whoops. <laughs> what would you like me to do for you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of options here, my friend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because not only were they not paying down the principal, the interest was clicking.
0: Yeah, it's all great advice, and I, I I think it's important for us to continue to talk about this each week because they they become so and so and so much more enticing every time you see another zero percent interest loan. That's how they get you. You gotta be careful. You gotta be sure you do, you know what you're getting into, and you're doing right. it the right it's way. The,
1: it's the idea of that you need to understand the fact that if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. And there are a lot of manufacturers and retailers and dealers out there that are going to try and put those offers out there to make it look as good as possible, right? Right. Yeah. So here's one I got right for you right now. I'm not going to name who it is, but I just pulled up ksflcars.com and this is the ad that came up. Six months, no car payments. Six years, no interest. Two months, no mortgage or rent. (laughs) To qualified buyers. See dealer for terms and conditions.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The fine deal. Print on that one? Oh my gosh, I could can't even imagine seeing that.
2: Like, oh your mortgage
1: is rent is limited to two hundred dollars. Like I don't <laughs> know. Like, who knows what it is. But
0: right.
1: understand the fact that if they're giving you something for free, it's coming from somewhere else.
0: No such thing really as free. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're not gonna lose two thousand dollars a car to sell you a car.
0: Nope. No I'm, one will. They're not just trying to sell cars, they're trying to also still make money and stay in business they have to just like
1: any other business like if you were selling bagels you're not going to sell the bagel (laughs) for less than it costs you to make the bagel right It's any business that's the idea of owning a business is that you have to make a profit in order to pay your employees and to get a return on the investment and the risk that you took to build that company
0: and now i want a bagel in the in the absolute worst way thanks for that jeff Appreciate that. Well,
1: in 19 minutes, Austin, you can go get <laughs> yourself
0: a bagel. Speaking of, in 19 minutes, we'll be out of time to take calls. Let's get out to the phone lines. We've got a couple holding on. Thomas, you sit tight. We'll go to Lou first. Lou, welcome to Utah Carson's.
3: Well, welcome to you guys. Thank you, sir. Um, there's a couple of things. You know, the the governor came out recently and saying there's this new gas that they can because you're talking about refineries, and there's a that, new gas that they can. Uh, take and produce which has less uh, inhibitants on the economy and the air hmm. but I, since then I haven't heard anything about it but I know Speedway which I can't find a Speedway around me hmm. supposedly sells this gas so it's, it's just gone by the wayside and never hear anything about it do you, it, do you remember him just... coming out and talking about that and vaguely. saying we can refine that gas yeah vaguely
1: yeah, we're talking about it a bit. It's, it's called Tier Three gas. Tier Three, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Tier Three. Yeah. Tier Three is it's a set of standards, EPA standards. that requires the refineries to reduce the sulfur content of gasoline to a certain level. Yeah. And well, what happens is, is these new vehicles that are built after 2017, 2000, I think after. I think it's after about 2017, 2018. Is they started building cars that you that can, when combined with Tier Three gas, pollute 10, 20 times less than an average car. And so there's certain refineries in town that do produce tier three gas. One of them, the most, the biggest one, is Chevron. Chevron Salt Lake Refinery in 2017 had is tier three gas as all their gas now.
3: But I don't see it advertised anyplace. Yeah, that's, that's a good say. point.
0: That's a good point, Lou. I you
3: don't, don't see it, it advertised like less pollution.
1: And as sad as it is to say. I mean, this is the pessimistic side of me, which is a pretty small side of me. I'm usually a pretty optimistic person. Okay.
3: The second thing is is, um, you're talking about the oversupply of oil. They're cutting the oil. And this thing about us being more than anybody over the nation has been going on for the last 25 years. And Doug Wright could never, ever figure it out either. But they're saying that the ingredients that they've been adding to, when you drive up, this may have 10% of this or this. Now they're in short supply and these farmers who are trying to take and make this product are now coming back to the government and asking them to support them because they're going out of business.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, that's a that's another that's another situation, Lou. Jeff, Lou I've got a great, before I you move on though, Jeff to to. Jeff we missed your part. You were saying you're usually an optimistic person. What was the pessimistic yeah, thing you had?
1: Is that a lot of consumers don't care. Oh they care about the cost of gas, not whether it's clean. But, Lou, a great website for you to go to, there's, and I'll give this to all of our listeners, it's called it's tier3gas.org.
0: Tier it's a 3 Utah gas.
1: Utah website that will show you every gas station on the Wasatch Front that produces Tier 3 gas.
0: Tier 3, T-I-E-R, 3 gas. The number 3, I'm assuming? The number 3, yep. Tier3gas.org. map
1: oh. of every location in the state. It has tier
0: three gasoline. And the other part to what Lou was talking about is ethanol. You know, corn farmers that now are yeah. losing money there. Now they're turning to the government, saying, "Hey, you're coming out with these things that are taken away from my business." And that's another that's another bag that we'll have to open another day. That's a long discussion. Uh But tier three gas dot org. I'm going to go. I'm going to look into where I can go get that stuff. Yeah, I had completely I mean, forgotten about it. Most the ones
1: you see around here, Speedway, Sinclair's are generally that Exxon, Chevron, Texaco, Shell, Holiday Oil.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Big ones, but there's quite a few tier three gas stations around. So make sure that you're shopping that way because it does make a huge difference on our environment.
0: Good call, Lou. Thanks for calling in. 855-340-ZONE. Thomas has been patiently waiting. Hi, Thomas.
4: Hello. I got a question for Professor Miller here in our Auto Econ 201 class. Okay. (laughs) It's actually a two-part question. We're going to dive deep here since uh, you've got some good info so far. But I am curious about two things. One is the... The economic cycle for automobiles. Obviously it seems like, you know, now that if we're going into some sort of recession or hopefully not, but if we did hit a recession of some sort, it seems like auto prices go down in that situation. So it seems like it be a better time to purchase a vehicle. The second part the question is what happens if, you know, I've seen a lot of articles this week about cars they're coming off of lease and people auto um, manufacturers saying, yeah, we can't take your lease back in right now. We can't, our lots are full. We have no room to take them. You have to keep it. So what happens with all these leased cars that are coming off of a two, three year lease and people aren't in the market for them? Where do they go? How do you, how do you take advantage of that situation?
1: So first of all, the the economic cycle, you're obviously going to see a down cycle in the auto market right now, which is you're already seeing pricing go down the way you're seeing pricing go down is incentives. Incentives are going through the roof from the manufacturer, which is causing the price of cars to go down Which when new car prices go down, you're obviously seeing used car prices are starting to drop a little bit as well So we're interested to see how long that cycle lasts. My guess is three four months. You're coming back up Would be my best guess on that
4: Three four months, that's good Uh, to know
1: Yeah, I think three or four months you're gonna be getting the most of the estimates I've found is that by july august most manufacturers are expecting to be back to normal if not higher than
2: normal okay
1: what was the second part of the question
4: so i've read a couple articles this week about seeing um, leases that are due to come back to to the manufacturer to the dealership that they aren't able to take them because the lots are full and so they're telling people yeah we know your lease is up this month but you can't bring it in so what happens to these cars that are coming off of their leases that people are saying, well, now the value's gone way too low. I don't want to buy it. What do they, what do, they do with these cars?
1: So on a lease, the manufacturer and the bank, the manufacturer's working with so on Subaru's terms is Chase Bank. We have a contractual obligation to take that car back when the lease is over. We can't tell you no. So if you get to the end of your lease, we have to take that car back if you're going to turn it back in. What you're seeing a lot of fake is with news Uh oh. the values. Go ahead.
0: You say, no, no it sounds like fact, fake news, Jeff. No, no, I, I'm getting fake news <laughs> from Apple News if that's the case.
1: So what can what a lot of the manufacturers are doing is they're asking customers to extend their leases. I'm basically saying we'll we'll basically just let you stay on your lease, keep the same terms you've got right now, and extend your lease by a few months. Oh interesting but as a as a consumer you don't have to say yes you have a contract saying my lease is over on this date i made my last payment i don't have any damage on the car here's my disposition fee i'm out one thing you're seeing in a lot of these leases though is if the values dropped where the the bank thinks they're going to take a hit on that lease when it comes back in a lot of these manufacturers are willing to negotiate with you on the price of that residual well, you might be able to buy your car out of lease for a couple thousand dollars cheaper than you would have. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but there's no
4: often awesome. okay. even
2: if our
1: lot's full, we got to find a place to park it. We don't have a we don't have a choice.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good point. That's that could be rough for a, a business.
1: Yeah, we're actually in the process of buying. We've rented two storage lots in the last two weeks.
0: Oh wow! Just to put stuff, on.
1: Huh? It's because. We're not selling many cars, and we've got to put them somewhere.
0: And you've got that big uh, new parking garage that you'd built, too.
1: That parking garage is full, Austin. <laughs>
0: you've got to sell these things, people. Get on down to Mark Miller Subaru. You're still open. Exactly. Come down and buy a car. <laughs> Thomas, thanks for the questions. Good call, buddy.
1: Or better thanks. yet, Austin, we'll come to you.
0: Exactly. Jeff will bring it to you. Jeff's people <laughs> will come to you. 855-340-ZONE if you want to get in on the show. Jeff, you talked earlier about if you uh, had some extra cash, you'd probably turn from this PPP and SBA situation, you'd turn to these charities that need your help. And a partner of yours or a company you've partnered with for a long time, Nuzzles & Co., they're doing something really cool these days. This from KUTV. Uh, Summit County's Nuzzles and Co is making sure pets are being cared for, even if their owners get laid off and can no longer afford them. Families living in Summit, Salt Lake, Utah, and Davis counties can pick up free pet food and litter at specific locations. Yeah, not uh, cool. Nuzzles and Co. How how great is that? And it's not you know you don't have to go to Nuzzles and Co. To get this. Locations include uh, Target, Petco, uh, and other other places. Rescue Ranch. Uh, adoption centers, you just go to uh, their website and they've got these uh, listed there.
1: uh, Right now, I mean, it's as important as ever for people who can afford to and who are still doing okay in this market to maintain or increase their support of these nonprofits and what they do every day to keep this community going. There's a great example, and I, I should have brought this up earlier in the show, but Subaru came out and announced, I think two days ago, something like that, with they have a new partnership that they've done, and this is something Subaru did. If you remember back, the last disaster in 2008, when everything went down, and everyone came out and started just saying, "Oh, zero percent interest, three thousand dollars off, everything like that." Subaru came out and said, "We're going to do share the love, hmm. and we're going to put money to charity." And they had their best month in their history. And this is another thing where is doing it. And what Subaru announced this week is they have announced that they have partnered with Feeding America, which is a Nationwide nonprofit that supports food banks. And Subaru will donate 50 million meals to local communities Wow! in the next wow. two months.
0: That's amazing. 50 so million? Their partner, Jeez.
1: 50 million.
0: You heard that number right. Jeez. What's so good they people. will
1: partner based off. So essentially, all the northern Utah one, My assumption, because the only food bank around here is the Utah is the main one. So, we'll partner with Utah Food Bank and we'll partner and donate meals with them. Starting hopefully, we're hoping to get kicked off by May. And we're going to try and do some partnerships and some volunteer stuff with the food bank. But yeah, 50 million meals nationwide, Subaru will donate. Subaru and their, their retailers.
0: Amazing. That's great. That's a lot of food. That's amazing. Well, that's a lot of people uh, th- that may save lives, man. This is that's what important. that'll do. I mean, one
1: nice thing, good timing on this is we. And we haven't done a big hoopla over it yet, but our Share the Love that we did in December, we got the checks. And we've already given them to the nonprofits because they need them for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we'll do a check presentation of the thing. But between the two nonprofits, Sharing Place and Malinois Foundation,
0: the checks totaled
1: over $130,000 in Share the Love.
0: Oh, that's so. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we were supposed to have a big bash. We're supposed we were to all have get together. A big
1: bash. I think it was right about today. I think today was the day.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, I think so.
1: Today was supposed to be the day of the big bash. So we're we're delaying that. We're going to figure out what to do with that. And we still have to do the return the love. And we still haven't got a game plan for that yet, too. So. We're but the charities have
0: received their money. Yeah,
1: the charities, we haven't given them the big checks, but they got the real checks that they put in the bank.
0: Yeah, the, the, the novelty check will come at a later date. But the yeah, actual so money we has got been given. They're
1: their big checks. So they're. Happy and money is in the bank. But anything I can ask to people is if you can afford to do it, you can help. Donate your money, donate your time, and help these organizations because a lot of them are struggling and they need it.
0: Well said. Uh, we got time for one more call real quick. 855-340-ZONE is where you get us each and every week. And Landon is our final caller this week on Utah CarSense. Hey, Landon. Hey, how you guys doing? We're great. Thanks for calling in.
5: Good, good. Hey, so I have – kind of a negative equity uh, question. Um, I was actually just here at the car wash vacuuming on my car and I turned on the radio and you guys' show was on and I'm about to head over to the dealership and I was like, hey, what a better time to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Um, So the question I have is I have a uh, 2012 Nissan Armada. I'm upside down in the vehicle, roughly about $8,000 for what the dealerships will give me on trade-in. I've tried selling it privately, but just due to, you know, people not buying, you know, I don't really have a lot of options right now. People aren't really calling, Um, but I am kind of in a situation where I do need to move my car um, because I am going to be uh, moving. And so a question I have for you is um, I came to the conclusion that the best way to get out of negative equity would be sell yourself, sell your own car, and buy a used car um, just so that you don't have to take the depreciation hit that a car rolling off the dealership takes. Um, And then, you know, you can hopefully get caught up on your negative equity. How, How should I navigate this as far as, like, buying a used car on a dealership lot that's a used car to try and take advantage of buying used but also the, you know, getting somebody to take my car right now just because I'm in need?
0: Thanks for calling.
1: Yeah. So that's a tough one. Man. I mean, eight grand's a hard, that's a hard number to get unburied for. How your credit?
0: Oh, sorry. Let's get Landon back up there real quick, Eric. How's your credit, Landon? Uh, perfect. Oh, good.
1: Perfect. Okay. So that helps a lot. So, I mean, the hard part is it's just trying to find the right car. The problem when you get into a used car is being able to unbury that much is most banks work off loan to value. So what percentage the car's worth of what you're getting a loan. If you're trying to put $8,000 on a $10,000 car, for example, then you're at 180, 200% and there's no way you're gonna get a loan. So a lot of times is the higher the dollar of the car, the easier it is to unbury that much. The problem is the longer, okay. by putting yourself into another car like that, you better find yourself a car that you're gonna be able to go keep the entire term of the loan.
2: Hmm. Because right. you're probably
1: on a, being unburied that far, you're going to have to go the entire length of that loan to get yourself unburied, or at least eighty percent. What about
5: what about if if there is a car to loan value like a you know if fifteen thousand dollars could hold eight thousand you know I don't know the math but let's say it could on a zero percent interest um, loan if I'm making extra payments is that a That's good route to go to, to, to get Your caught up? Is, is
1: if you... Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get a 0% loan on a used car. One issue. I mean, the, the best way to unbury yourself, if you can pull it off as crazy as the sound is to lease and you're going to have a big payment, but if you can figure out someone that you can get approved on a lease, to unbury some money on that. The key is that you're out of it in three or four years
0: Hmm.
1: because you can get through that lease. The hard part is getting a lease to unbury that kind of money.
0: Thanks for the call, Landon. Appreciate it. Hopefully you we helped wanna, you out there. But
1: Landon, if you want to go down to one of my guys down there at uh, the Midtown store or the Southtown store, they can go through your options on it, and they'll hit you straight and tell you what you can and can't do. That's
0: what you ought to do. That's what you ought to do for sure. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Landon. Appreciate it. Jeff, good job, man. Appreciate it. Good to have you back. Good to be back on air with you. We're going to get through this, right? We're going to be all right?
1: Yeah, we'll get through this fine. We're going to be all right. Everyone's going to get through this thing.
0: Appreciate it. Stay that.
1: positive and keep moving
0: absolutely he's jeff miller i'm austin horton jeff what's your email if people have questions for you
1: yeah anybody have questions for me you can get me at either one of the stores but um email is the best jeffm at markmiller.com and i'll get back as soon as i can
0: you be good you be safe take care of that family will you
1: uh, you too awesome
0: all right that's jeff miller for eric jensen behind the glass i'm austin horton we'll see you next week on utah Carsons.